Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. A governor pardons a dad whose outburst at a school board meeting was caused after his daughter was violated by a boy wearing a skirt in the girls' locker room. In a court rules, teachers can't lie to parents about transgenderism. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. The governor of Virginia has issued a pardon to a father who was about to go on trial after an outburst at a school board meeting after the father's daughter was actually violated by a transgender kid in the girl's bathroom. You can't make this stuff up, ladies and gentlemen, but this was an earthquake in Virginia politics a couple years ago when Virginia retook the governor's mansion, or at least the Republican Party did, Governor Glenn Youngkin. The Gateway Pundit reports that there's now a move applauded by parents and free speech advocates alike when that same governor, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, issued a pardon on Sunday for the Loudoun County father who was kicked out of a school board meeting, actually charged with disorderly conduct after speaking a little too loudly about his daughter's sexual assault in the school bathroom. I'd be angry too. The father's daughter was sexually assaulted by a transgender boy wearing a skirt to have access to the girl's bathroom and then the girl gets violated by the boy? That's not right. The father, Scott Smith, was improperly arrested for obstruction of justice and disorderly behavior at the school board meeting when he talked about this back in June of 2021. He was angry because a transgender student had sexually assaulted his own daughter in the girl's bathroom of the school in May of 21. And then the school board covered it up, allegedly concealing the cause of the crime. The superintendent hid the fact it was the school board policy that let boys into the girl's locker room in the first place. That same student, the violator, the boy wearing a skirt, had been accused of two additional sexual assaults at other schools in the county. But no, this whole transgenderism policy to let those boys go into the girls' locker room resulted in a crime against a young girl. The transgender boy pretending to be a girl allegedly wore a dress or a skirt when he sexually assaulted a girl in the ladies' bathroom at the Stonebridge High School. The school district policy at the time allowed male students to use girls' bathrooms and vice versa. Maybe that's still the policy there today. But an email was sent by the county's superintendent, a secret email by Scott Ziegler, the superintendent of the school board, trying to cover all this up. And it proves the Loudoun County Public School Board was informed of the alleged rape of a student 
that took place in that same high school bathroom on May 28th of 2021. But he and the board allegedly chose to bury the information instead of taking appropriate measures and keeping boys out of the girls' bathrooms. We've now discovered that secret email. I'm gonna read part of it to you. It says, good afternoon, board members. The purpose of this email is to provide you with information regarding an incident that occurred at Stonebridge High School. This afternoon, a female student alleged that a male student sexually assaulted her in the restroom? The sheriff's office, LCSO, is investigating the matter. Secondary to the assault investigation, the female student's parent responded to the school and caused disruption by using threatening and profane language that was overheard by staff and students. Additional law enforcement units responded to the school to assist with the parent and the school's counseling team is providing services for students who witness the parent's behavior. The alleged victim is being tended to by the sheriff's office, end quote. So there is the superintendent writing to the school board members that, oh, it's not the girl who's getting help for being raped in the, in the bathroom by a boy. It's the other students who had to witness the outraged father. Oh my gosh, they were so traumatized because the father dared to raise his voice at a school board meeting. You can tell the school board is not helping resolve the real problem, which they caused. Not only did the school board officials cover up the incident to prevent controversy over their transgender policy, but they also arrested and prosecuted the girl's father after he tried to sound the alarm at a school board meeting. On June 22nd of 21, Scott Smith, the angry father, joined hundreds of other outraged parents at a Loudoun County school board meeting to speak out on behalf of his daughter, the real victim, who was assaulted. The meeting got so rowdy, it was eventually deemed an unlawful assembly by the same school board members who called the meeting in the first place. We're gonna call a school board meeting, but if it gets out of hand, we're gonna say it's unlawful assembly. Scott Smith was one of two people who were arrested that day. Smith, the dad, was simply trying to stand at the dais, at the microphone, and tell the school board that his 14-year-old daughter had been raped in the girl's bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt. But another person at the meeting, a local LGBT activist, interrupted his speech and told him, well, she doesn't believe that your daughter, he shouted back at her. Okay, so his speech is interrupted, he shouts back, and then a police officer grabs him by the arm and arrests him for what? For speaking at a public microphone and trying to quench his First Amendment right to petition the government for redress of wrongs. That's what he was doing. He wasn't violent, the dad was arrested anyway. The incident went viral, but his daughter's story was never fully told until now. A judge in Loudoun County rejected a motion to dismiss disorderly conduct charges against Scott Smith a, a couple months ago in June of 23. There was gonna be a trial date upcoming to try the dad for his speech 
for his outburst at the school board meeting. But now that trial may be on hold because finally this week, last Sunday, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin granted an absolute pardon to the angry father, the daughter's father, Scott Smith. The governor has now weighed in and is now restoring justice for the angry dad. Governor's office, Glenn Youngkin issued the following statement, quote, Scott Smith is a dedicated parent who faced unwarranted charges in his pursuit to protect his daughter. Scott's commitment to his child, despite the immense obstacles, is emblematic of the parental empowerment movement that started in Virginia. In Virginia, parents matter, and my resolve to empower parents is unwavering. A parent's fundamental right to be involved in their child's education, upbringing, and care should never be undermined by bureaucracy, school divisions, or the state. I am pleased to grant Scott Smith this pardon and help him and his family put this injustice behind them once and for all, end quote. That's the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, and our thanks to Gateway Pundit for this informative report. Okay, let's unpack this. On this show, we like to take a moment to discern the spirits behind the news. Now, in this story, there's a lot of human actors. There's Scott Smith, the dad, his daughter, the boy in the skirt who, who violated her, right? Uh, there is the, the governor, there's the court, there's this LGBT movement that says, no, no, boys have to go into the girls' locker room. Those are all the human actors in the story. Where are the non-human actors? How do you discern the spirit of God, the spirit of the angels and the demons? We do this through the lens of biblical morality as it influences the human actors in the story. So let's take, uh, for example, the boy wearing the skirt who goes into the girl's locker room. Now he's done this twice before, but in this case, he has a free will moral choice as a human. Should I put on a skirt? Should I go in there and violate girls? Should I do these things? And the Spirit of God may have been on one shoulder telling this boy, don't hurt other girls. Respect them, respect their privacy, respect their safety. I mean, that, that same voice of God was speaking to the school board members. Don't let boys violate other girls, respect their privacy, respect their safety. But no, the school board members and the boy himself listen to the devil. And the demons sitting on their shoulders say, boys can be girls. A boy can wear a skirt and pretend to be a girl. And that's okay. In fact, it should be the policy. And the girl doesn't have any privacy or safety. In fact, her dad's the violator when he gets angry about this. That demonic spirit of transgenderism is pervading American policy because it's influencing school board members and little boys who wanna get away with stuff to sin. And when they choose that sin, the school board member, the superintendent himself who wrote that email which we exposed, you are filled with a demonic spirit of evil who is now perpetrating the violence against women. The Bible calls it out like this and, and Scott Smith, we discern the spirit of God upon you because you have suffered for doing what is right. In 2 Timothy 3, 
Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And now you have the pardon from persecution when you were doing the right thing. Let's pray about this, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name against the demonic spirit of violence, which is now invading all of our schools across America, there's this transgender movement to violate our children's privacy and safety. Father, we pray instead that the demon would be exposed, that people would vote those school board members out, and that godliness would protect all of our children with a right policy of keeping boys where they need to be. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Take a short break, when we come back, a court rules that teachers cannot lie to parents about transgender kids. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. I'm Dr. Chaps. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that famine would be a sign of the end. And we are now facing a famine of biblical proportions in one of the poorest states in India, where our charity has sponsored up to 259 orphans and children for many years. But now, there are thousands of people starving in the streets because of the unemployment there. And we've been helping widows, like the letter we received from Sanuri, who writes to us and says, I stay with my three children in the slum. I was washing plates in the hotel and earning bread for my family, paying house rent. Suddenly, I lost my income. After hotels were closed by the government, this was a shocking moment for me. Afterward, we could manage eating half a meal a day to manage a scanty ration for longer days. When there was no ration left for my family, I was quietly weeping outside with agony. An unknown fellow came and asked whether I am a widow. I said yes. He wrote my name and address and asked me to collect ration from your office. I got that ration with joyful tears. I strongly believe that God helps the helpless during troubled times through benevolent people. You know the benevolent people she's talking about are you and your generosity when you give through our ministry is actually helping her to see God. Would you please donate today at 866-Obey-God? Again, our phone number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, and help us supply a matching gift. We've already given up to $10,000 to supply 100,000 meals, and there's somebody out there who could double that gift with one stroke of a pen. Please donate through our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and designate your gift to India Relief. Please give today. 
defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our next story comes from California Family and their organization that says, a court has now ruled that teachers can't lie to parents about transgender kids. Talking about school policies that are harming little girls' privacy and safety, there's now a major victory for parents' rights in a California court, where a federal judge has blocked a school district from enforcing their transgender policy to hide sexual confusion from the parents. Teachers were lying or told to lie to parents. Now the court says not so fast, you gotta tell the parents the truth. But earlier this year, two teachers had sued the Escondido Union School District and the State of California Education Board over policies that forced the teachers to keep parents in the dark. Forcing teachers to lie to parents when it comes to students' intentions to change their gender and socially transition at the school. The board said teachers can't tell the parents about this. Now the court says teachers can't lie about it. They gotta tell the parents. This initial ruling gives a huge legal shot to the arms of school boards who have been threatened, sometimes good conservative school boards, threatened by the California Attorney General, Rob Bonta, who had passed notification policies that forbid teachers and administrators from keeping secret the gender identity of students from parents. According to the Escondida school policy, teachers were required to use a transgender student's preferred pronouns in school, but then when talking to parents, they use the biological pronouns. And so you get it, right? In school, they'll, they'll refer to Bobby as Susie, but then when talking to the parents, they'll say, oh, Bobby is a boy, there's nothing happening at school. We're not, we're not, we're gonna lie to the parents about this. <clears throat> Further, the district's policy prohibited the revealing of a student's transgender status to individuals who do not have a legitimate need for that information, including the parents, if the kid didn't want the parents to know. The policy goes on to say that parents or caretakers do not have a legitimate need for that information. No need to know, mom and dad, don't tell mom and dad, the kid is driving the train. No, that's now been struck down because Judge Roger Benitez raised concerns regarding the constitutionality of that policy and issued an injunction preventing the district from enforcing it until the lawsuit had undergone the full judicial process. Federal Judge Benitez wrote the following, quote, Parental involvement is essential to the healthy maturation of school children. The Escondido Union School District has adopted a policy without parental input that places a communication barrier between parents and teachers. For these parents, the new policy appears to undermine their own constitutional rights. Hear that? Parental rights are constitutional rights while it conflicts with the knowledgeable medical opinion, an order enjoining the new district policy is in the better interests of the entire community, as well as the plaintiff teachers, end quote. So there it is, the judge give, gave an order, teachers don't have to lie to parents, parents have a right to know, Judge Benitez, we discern on you the spirit of God. 
Benitez also referenced the transgender doctor, Erica Anderson, who said that parents know their children best and are best able to determine if their child is grappling with gender dysphoria and how to handle it. So even a transgender doctor says, parents know best. The judge went on to mention that children often make impetuous decisions, ill-considered life decisions at a young age, but that under the Constitution of the United States, parents have the right to know. Parents have the right to direct their children's education, health, and upbringing. He stated it was unlikely that constitutional right to privacy for children would somehow include the right to keep secrets from the parents? No, that's not in the Constitution, he said. Finally, the, the order described the parental exclusion policies as a trifecta of harm. that detailed the abuses it imposed on children and parents and teachers. The bad California policy was harming all three groups. The federal court ruled that such policies, quote, harm the child who needs parental guidance and also possibly mental health intervention to determine if the incongruence is organic or whether it is the result of bullying, peer pressure, or a fleeting impulse. The policy harms the parents by depriving them of the long recognized 14th Amendment right to care, guide, and make mental health decisions for their children. And finally, it harms plaintiffs, the teachers, who are compelled to lie, that is to violate the parents' rights by forcing the plaintiffs to conceal information they feel is critical for the welfare of their students, violating plaintiffs' religious beliefs, end quote. That's the news from CaliforniaFamily.org. Oh my gosh, a judge rules that it's in the Constitution of the United States. California cannot violate the rights of Christian parents to protect their kids from liars, and that teachers don't have to lie to parents. In fact, teachers ought to tell the truth. And the judge cites a transgender doctor who agrees. Let the parents deal with this at home. Don't, keep, don't have two standards where you're keeping a secret at school and not telling the parents at home. Thank God, Judge Benitez, we discern the spirit of God upon you for protecting parents' rights. How do we know it's God? Because the Bible says this in Ephesians 6. Children, and this includes you confused children out there, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Parental rights right there in the 10 commandments. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and you may live a long life on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. God commands parents to love their children enough to discipline them at home, and they'll have a long and healthy life if they obey. Let's take a short break and I'll have a word to conclude the show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. 
I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I really love the towels. They're really great. They're super absorbent. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know we're having the biggest clearance sale ever. Get our six-piece towel sets for only $29.88 with your promo code. My towel sets are made with proprietary technology and include two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get our six-piece towel sets. Originally $99.98, then on sale for $49.98. Now we're closing them out for only $29.88 while supplies last. Once they're gone, they're gone, so please order now. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, My Slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you. Thank you for watching and for supporting PrayInJesusName.org. You didn't see these news stories on ABC, NBC, or CBS, did you? The mainstream media is hiding you. CNN, even Fox News, doesn't do a full take. But here at Pray In Jesus Name News, we give you the facts, the court decisions, the rulings, and we all do it with, with a spirit of prayer. Would you support us today? Donate today at PrayInJesusName.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. The Bible says in Matthew 6, when you do it a charitable deed, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So your charitable deed may be done in secret. And your father who sees what you do in secret will himself reward you openly. May God reward you as you give. Call us now at 866-Obey-God to give online or by phone, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or if you need prayer, just call us, it's free. We'll see you next time. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.